Hey, everybody. If you recall a couple weeks ago on our Facebook and Instagram post, we asked listeners if they wanted to hear more Steal the Mic episodes from our with our husbands. And they are back today with Steal the Mic number three. We've asked them to respond to our episode choices, which was episode 16, and also touch on postpartum depression, episode 17, maybe touch on power of words, episode 19, <laughs> but who knows if they'll, what they're going to deliver, right? Or maybe they won't talk about any of that. I and know. then, yeah, we'll see how this goes. But hey, if this episode plummets, it's all your fault because you listeners wanted them back. Oh, I thought you were saying it to me at first. <laughs> no. It's all your fault, Jess. What did I do? It's all your fault, Jess. No, it's nope, all the listeners', listeners fault <laughs> <laughs> because you voted on that poll to have them back. The most important factor to a healthy well-being is feeling connected. Welcome, Welcome to From There to, to Here a safe place where we will explore some of life's adventures so that you do not feel alone. All right, we're back. We're back. So it's the guys episode again, and uh, we're going to start like the ladies do with the heart lens. I'll go first. And this week, actually, on Tuesday, my daughter had a drama camp field trip to Kalahari so we actually took the boys and Braille grandma came with to help out and uh, we had a whole day at the Kalahari which was awesome riding slides doing all this stuff so that was a good family day need one of those so that would be my heart lens for this one my heart lens uh, we're gonna go with had a great week at work Um, great experiences with customers got to go fishing golfing the whole team's coming together, hired a few new people, so uh, it's just going to make life easier, so. Yeah. All warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah. And then the new news is one of those people that they hired was me. <laughs> That's going to be a lot of fun, man. So me and Jess are excited to work together. Big part of the heartlands right there. Yeah. Man. Yes, exactly. So we also want to make sure you guys share your heart lenses with, uh, you know, email, you know, on. All the socials. Yeah. Just let them like, know. Like, follow. Yeah, like, follow, Help subscribe. Help the girls out with their awesome podcast. Um, so today, the topic is choices. So as we just mentioned, I was I worked at Wanaki Remodeling for 18 years. And Jess approached me about a year ago, kind of we were just joking about it, talking a little bit here and there. And Never thought we'd get you. Yeah. Never we just kind of yeah, serious. And I wasn't even planning on leaving because I'm pretty loyal but uh just kind of kept going and escalating and so yes i, I am actually leaving want want to keep remodeling after 18 big years big choice yeah big. it was a huge choice and especially after shannon my wife just about two three years ago decided to quit teaching started she showed career. you how to do it right so i am excited to work with jess we're both excited about it so it's something new new chapter so that was uh i'm gonna roll it back real quick this is about choices yeah. And the irony of, did we have any choice about what to talk to today? <laughs> yeah, right. No, people can't see it that we have like an itinerary here that was created by our wives. <laughs> First one. They must not trust us too much. Uh, but, uh, so that would be, yeah, that tr- that's 
I guess the big choice that I want to announce was, yeah, I'll be going to work with Jess at United Rentals. So that's, uh, we're looking forward to it. It'll be fun and exciting. Um, and that's uh, the first choice I guess I was going to talk about. But we are also talking about the feelings we had with the postpartum. Now, to be honest with you, like, Shen with the twins, I I didn't. I don't think she had. I've heard a lot about it from, you know, other couples or whatnot. I heard it's pretty tough, but I don't. Shen really didn't have a a lot of that at all. I don't think. We I mean, obviously both. Our, Jude's only adopted, so we were just in shock because we only had forty hours notice. Right. So the shock didn't wear off till a year later. Yeah. With the whole our adoption story got strung out, so you know. I don't know how long that can last. I have no right. idea what it would be, but and all the emotions. If it, if it popped up, yeah. I mean, I guess for me, You're drinking from a fire hose with an infant anyway. I don't even right. know if I would notice. Right. <laughs> I think mine. If, it, if there was a male postpartum, but it, I don't know if it's postpartum, but it's just the reality of it's go time. Kids are here. You know what I mean? And your life completely changes, and you have to understand it's not about. You as much as it was when you didn't have kids. It's I think the, the shock and all you had, you know, you foster adopted, and then the twins both are. I, I'm assuming it's the same with a regular child, but you like say twins. That's probably well, enough. yeah that that was definitely a, <laughs> enough, that was but. definitely a shock. That's for sure. But yeah, I mean, and you know, the choice I'm listening to there. Have you ever heard any friends talk about it? Because I haven't. I've had maybe a we're just immune to it. Like we're immune to even noticing they go through yeah, it. I mean, I've heard conversations of couples that went through it. I mean, and listening to it, like it wasn't good. Like I was like, "Whoa, what?" You know, like and I mean, I was conscious of it when we had the kids. I was like, "Oh, please, I hope she, you know, doesn't have," because it was like you know, they the the wife would get like like super depressed, and you know, I'm like, "Oh my god!" And have so, to be more aware of that with friends, family that do right, right. have a newborn and ask that question because we always worry about mom, but right, and right. the kid exactly, yeah, but never really yeah, ask my, those questions. So my postpartum was leaving the hospital with two new babies in the back and driving pretty much twenty miles an hour. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I was just freaking out. Like I was just like, oh my god! Like all of a sudden you have these little babies in the back, and I'm like, I gotta get. You know, just going, similar, following every, you know. Similar to that, <laughs> we were driving to pick up Jude. Right. And we actually listened to the song, Hey Jude. Because mm. we're that's, that's awesome. obviously the name we chose. We're like, I, I never actually listened to the words. Maybe we should listen to it. And pretty powerful <laughs> song, but we're actually West Side of Madison driving through the country because I always take back roads. That's one of the choices I always make. Right, right. But... Halfway go, wait, do we really do we really want to do this? We can turn around and we can ghost them and just go. Right, right. Uh and then it's like, yeah, that's silly. Uh yeah. definitely moving forward and Yeah. And it's, I mean, but it is scary. I mean, it's something new and you know, and like I said, we've talked before, there's no book on how to do it, but yeah, it's uh I was listening to the girls podcast about the choices and the part of it where they were talking about, you know, as much as you guys went through you know, they 
going and doing the, you know, IVF, whatever. I'm not good at remembering all yeah. the lingo, but, you know, and then that doesn't work. You know, like, we did the same thing. Like, we were going through all that, spent the money, didn't work, you know, and then we had to, and Shannon was just, whatever, go, go, go. Like, I'm going to do whatever it takes. You know, like she had mentioned, she went gluten-free. Like, she had this test. Like, it was just, and then she took, they had her, she was going to take these, like, you know, concoctions or whatever they're supposed to help. And that's when she kind of was like, ah. Oh. And we had a sit down and I said, she wanted to go to the adoption part of it. And I had heard, and I'm very have, happy that your guys went pretty smooth. What I've heard from friends of ours, you know, like just the horror stories of like getting a room set up, buying everything, you know, and then last minute. That was a choice. They pull out, you know what I mean? That kind of stuff. That was a choice we decided don't set up the room we kept it a spare bedroom right we had stuff in the basement ready to go and it was packed away we were not gonna stare at an empty room right and you know Um, actually one of shannon's close friends went through this and i was just hearing this and i'm like shannon can't have well then you gotta go a neutral color what color you yeah it leads to a million other things so we just said no they did a whole thing i mean they it was girl they did or boy whatever the room was decorated you know, all of it, they did it all the whole thing, and then last minute it gets pulled away. I'm like, well, Shannon can't go through that, you know, after all this. That so, I, and I was thinking the money part of it too. And that's kind of how we decided to go into the fostering part of it. But that was a choice. We both had to sit down and kind of talk out because she was on the end of like, I don't care. I was like, she made choices and I made decisions. Yeah. And she was talking about this episode. I'm like, not that I had the end decision. But she laid out the choices, and I said, here's my decision. Right. I don't like to sit on stuff. It's it's not going to be any easier tomorrow right. to make a decision than it is today. Right. And you'll never know if it was a right or wrong decision. You can't go yeah. back and change it. So make it, move on, and if you got to change, right. pivot. You know, when we were, I don't know, it was like 10, it was a long time we were trying and I just kind of got to the point where I said to her, I go, listen, here's where I'm at. Like, we can't just keep throwing money at the wall. I go, we have to still be able to enjoy life. You know, whatever happens, happens, but we can't just keep throwing money at the wall where we have, we're broke and we can't even enjoy each other, you know, life. I go, I'm not going to do that, you know, because we still have to, if this is what God's plan was, then just, we still got to be able to, you know, be able to do things and not be broke because we just throw all this money out. <laughs> So we got, you know, talked about that, and then that's kind of why the foster care program, people don't know, it's actually, the adoption part of it is actually paid by the state. And, I mean, the Brielle thing is just like a miracle, because obviously everybody knows the story where we knew the family and whatnot, but and it worked out just great, which is awesome. But it was just kind of at the point where I'm not going to keep throwing money at the wall and hope it sticks, you know, and then where you have no money to go do anything or enjoy each other. And, and you know, that's not what she wanted to hear, because I think both of our wives were so focused on did you have any conversations with other couples going into it because we talked to a few families and actually just was it last week we had a couple over they have a little girl already and they want another and they get to experience some of the the fun stuff right that most probably all the listeners have some aspect of the infertility right and they're like, well, how do you make the choice of what agency? And we just looked at, Jess and I looked at each other and said, you know, we were so sick 
of choices and researching. Someone recommended the local one. We said fits in the budget. Good. Looked right. at a few pages, Facebook pages, done. Fine. You know, we did talk to people. And like I said, the, the bad thing is, like, I just remember the horror stories of it. You know what I mean? Like, getting all the way through, and then all of a sudden they pull out, or whatever, you know. And I'm sure there was good stories in it, but to be honest with you, Shannon kind of led that bus. Like, she found the place to go that we went to and talked to, and, you know, she kind of led that, and I just, you know, went tag along and kind of listen and and just it was just so new to me i mean i didn't know a lot about in it. in our talk last week over dinner it kind of dawned on me that the choice of the adoption agency really only affects the process and the location and they're like well how i'm like the the kid's gonna come from the mom right so it's like you gotta look at it from the birth mother right and what she's looking at it might just be local. So if you want a local and open adoption, that family close by, right? You know, or you go nationally, and then you have that that distance. Right. So, and I never really stepped into that. I was always on the other side of the conversation, where you're worried about what agency is like. Well, right. the agency and the location. Look at it from the mother side of things. She's pregnant, going through all this. If it's more a religious adoption, that might tell you who right. that birth mom is. It might just be local. It might, it, they just, they're sick of decision. They're dealing with a much bigger decision. You know, and I think you pointed out something that scared me and I didn't know if I could do. Cause you hear about like, you know, they're pregnant, the baby's not here yet, but they want to put up for adoption, you know, and then like literally she has the, the child and then you take, I don't want to say take it from her, but you know what I mean? Like, I was looking at that like, there's how can I do that to her? You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of feelings. You know what I mean? It's just, oh, I was like, wow. That, along the same tough... line of choices, going and filling out those applications, right. you got to check some boxes that, do you want what race, what, yeah, you know, what type of, is there any drugs? And I was told like, well, there's going to probably be something. Right. You can't have everything perfect. Right. Um, I don't think we, we wanted an infant. We got a seven week old. Right. Um, and I talked to a coworker. He's adopted now five times. And he goes, he goes, don't worry about the hard drugs. He goes, alcohol is actually way tougher. Yeah. To get the kid healthy. Right. Well, you know some, and, story, so like, yeah. And she's at work. He goes, I, I think three, three of the five had some harder drugs and then it was a tough couple of weeks, but he goes, once those were over done, he goes, and that's kind of what the real thing. He goes, don't worry about those choices. The kids, they're so strong. They're resilient. Right. If you're just doing all the right things, you're going to figure it out. The right. kid's going to be healthy. And in those 27 page applications yeah. with all the, and, and they just need that to filter out, I guess who to, the families they can offer up to yeah, birth parents. It, it makes sense. You know. It's it but sucks I mean, making those decisions. Saying I right. want this is the baby, but as we kind of pointed out, like you make those decisions. I think right. Jess pointed to it in a episode of when you're searching for a mate, you're basically making those decisions. Right. So you know, and Brielle, just, you know, everyone knows the story of that, but she did have the, the drug side of that, you know, being born or whatnot. And it was when she was a baby. It was tough because, like, it, 
it's nights scary. Were, it was three, four hours. Like she just restless, you know, like, and I still remember those nights, but, uh, that part, but once, you know, that was over, like she's a healthy girl, everything's good, you know, but I think we always you, put you fear, more you fear what it could do, you know, the later fear, on, the know, fear what, is what much bigger and, than yeah. what it usually pans out to but, be. So. Thank the Lord that she's doing great and everything. But, you know, and we, it's, well, it's even that, like, when we ran into the, uh, I think it was Generations is the one yep. we did that. But I later found out somebody's mother at work, there's one in, like, Chicago where they actually give you, like, 65, 70% of your money back if it doesn't work. Or generation, you know, but we ran so fast and it just, doing that how about the like, choice go, go go you know what i mean like how about and then the- to find out later i could have got my money back like damn it how about but, the choices of uh when you got to give your little sample you could bring it in or you could give it there it's that was the most awkward thing the i've couch. ever done in my life yeah yeah it was not a comfortable day there that's for sure but choices of what you want to watch what, gotta do what you gotta do <laughs> gotta do what you I'll gotta never, do it's kind of weird because my cousin went there i'm like you'll know the couch Oh, yeah. It's really weird. Well, yeah, and then you walk and in you'll and never forget the couch. How many freaking, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It was not a good deal, but it is what it is. But no, so I mean, we kind of sit down and had to make a choice what direction we were going to go. And when we got into foster care, there was even more choices because, like, I think Shannon had mentioned, we got a young boy, you know, and then they said that probably going to come up for, you know, adoption. And we, and we had discussed it and we had to make a choice on whether that was. You know what we were thinking or How, not. Just on the general, are you with choices? Do you are you more gut feeling, fly with it? Do you study it? Put a I do. I analyze. Yeah, I do a lot of analyze the situation, pros cons, and then there's a gut feeling too. But like, I mean, they talked about like, and you guys had you and Jess like, if it was a a black child, see that that wouldn't have bothered me at all. You know, like to walk through them up. I don't, I don't care if they look or not. I care less. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That didn't bother me. But then, like how they had pointed out, I wasn't thinking about what about the child. You know, that's a lot to explain when he gets into school and all his friends are like, that's your dad? Like, then why? there's choices on how so to that, explain yeah. it. And, but yeah, I, it's... you know, I was not thinking. I was just thinking, you know, this kid needs a family, you know, blah, blah. But no, I mean, you know, as well as I do, through this whole struggle, there's a ton of choices. And me and Shan, as I've spoke before, we got to a tough spot where she was so focused on doing whatever to get this child. And I was like, as poor as I could be, but I had to keep reality in it too, where it got to a point where like, like we talked before, like relationships doesn't, it's not great because she doesn't want to do anything but dwell on it. You know, and, and so we got to a tough spot where... Did you guys experience almost like tunnel vision? I never did. With... But she definitely was tunnel vision. I would agree. Like there and was, I'm one of those people, like I said, it is what it is. If I can't do anything to fix it or, you know what I mean? Like... You were fine. I'm not going to dwell on that because regardless it will just tear me down. Outcome. Right. So I was... I always keep that mindset of there's nothing I can do financially or physically to, to fix the situation, I will not sit there and just dwell on it because there's nothing I can do about it. I'll, I got to move past that. Otherwise, it'll just eat me up and, you know, slow me down or drag me down, you know. And she was the one that was kind of depressed, you know, that just eat her up. 
and we had a hard time. She had a hard time understanding how I could just, I wasn't focused on it because I just couldn't be, you know, and then I was just moving forward and she wasn't and I wasn't understanding that. And Do you think that's tough. more a, a guy-girl thing? The Yeah, I do. I mean, but I come from, and I've talked to a lot of younger, you know, my upbringing was not easy, was not great at any, any factor. But there's, I always tell these young kids, there's two rows. If you grow up, you know, let's say, a messed up family or whatever, you know, anything like that, there's one road where you can dwell on it and use it as an excuse or, you know, whatever, and you're not going to succeed in life because it's just going to tear you down the rest of your life. Or there's another road where you can just buck up and, you know, get, it's always going to be there, but move past it, try to be, try to change that tide, you know, in your family or yeah. whatever and get going, you know, try to be better. Like That's how use I, it as fuel to be not that situation. You know what I mean? That's speaking of growing the up, there is, and the past episode, choice of words, my father probably led me to kind of the same path of make a choice move on but there was a few choices that we weren't allowed to make um and those words were we call it the h word hate he just was like it's too strong of a word right for this planet right you can't say can't because that was a mindset you can you can do figure it out um and then the last one was bored because if you're bored there was something to do right usually involved windex or a vacuum or right something but choices like i Maybe it's maybe it's the genetics, maybe it's the being, you know, guy versus girl, the chromosomes, but make a choice, move on. Right. And if you dwell on it, then you're affecting future choices. Yeah. I mean, my thing that saved me and made my made me be successful in life was I was so scared to fail. Like the fear to fail like drove me so much. Because I was judged growing up because, like, oh, your mom's an alcoholic, or, you know, your parents are divorced, this and that, da, da, da. But that was fuel for me to be like, okay, watch this. You know what I mean? Like, that fear to fail. And even now, like, with the family I have and the household, I have a home where we never had that. I'm changing the tide, you know what I mean, to where my kids aren't going to grow up in that same thing. And that, and that was my goal. But that fear to fail, you know, like, that drove me. But these young kids today... It's sad. Some of them are like dwell on it, and then they lead themselves to drinking, to drugs, and then fear they just of can't failure. Get over it, and I'm like, you, you gotta, you gotta. The fear move of failure it. is can be taken two ways. It can, like you said, it can send you down a path of driving and working harder, or you just don't put yourself out there. Right. And I think, I think the society in general, a lot of people don't put themselves out there anymore because of that failure. One of the podcasts I listen to all the time, well, he just came out with a book, um, The Gift of Failure. I'm like, that's just a beautiful phrase. Oh, it is, because that's what makes you You got to learn. Yeah. And Failure's I, a good thing. It's not in a bad sales, thing. actually, one of the early jobs I had, like, one of the metrics they looked at was close percent on leads that came in. And I double, it was like 1% to 2% was average. Now, these were low, low, low-level leads. But I came in at four, and they're like, what are you doing different? And I'm like, I just approach it different. Right. And every the quicker you get to a no, the quicker you, you, know, you move well, on nice. yeah. and figure, hey, that didn't work. Let's try something else. It, and, and failure is not a bad thing. I mean, if you learn from failure, that's everybody. That, but you have to learn from it. And then Giannis move, move past, summed it up so, yeah. great this year. 
after yeah, that he was lost a great in the first round. That like, was a great way to put it, too. I, I just love that. Yeah. He got ripped for it, but right. whatever. But, You're going to get ripped either way because you lost. Right. You know, in my <laughs> so, decision to go from Mark Kiermaier to you guys, part of me was like, I used to be the most competitive, cocky, you know, and I was in cruise control at Warner Keys. I've been there so long, you know, like I was, I had earned where I'm at, you know, I was just kind of in cruise mode. And part of me was like, I got to go back into, you know, like it's competitive fun. mode. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's fun. But after it's 18 fun. years, you know, like it's, and I'm excited about it, but like you have to, I have to get that mentality back to, you know, competitiveness and that drive, you know, and the fear of fail kind of thing. But, but that's part of choices, you know, like speaking of choices, what's, I bet, the most common thing that's bothering you on a choice is fear. Correct. You're scared to make the wrong choice. So here's, I just told Jess this, and she was kind of blown away. And she goes, is that real? I go, yes. So I was in my 20s. Um, power got shut off at the house because I think the roommates paid me, and I liked to gamble back then. And yeah. Guess what? I didn't pay the power bill or whatever. You don't make good shut choices. Off, right? Yeah, you right. don't make good choices. Right. So I was literally sitting in my car charging my phone, good old, fl- I don't know if it was a flip phone Nokia. or one of the good old Nokia <laughs> ones that you had to charge once a week. Right. Um, Prime call. But I was literally in the car charging the phone, and I'm like, I can't, I don't like this. This is not a good place to be. This is a failure. I don't even, I don't think I had talked to, never told anybody, uh, family, your friends, or anybody about that scenario because right. well, you're embarrassed. It's failure. Right. Um, and literally, I was sitting there charging, so it was 20, 30 minutes. So a lot of stuff's going through your head because, well, even if you had a phone, it, there was no Facebook, there was right, no scrolling, right, right. there was no YouTube. Um, the good old days. Mm-hmm. But I was like, okay, what can I change today? And the thing that popped into my head was I can change my favorite color. And that was the first choice I made. She goes, you didn't change your favorite. I go, I changed my favorite color. She goes, what's your favorite color? I go, I go you, she goes, it's green, right? Now, being at United Games is really a little green? different. It, it kind of was until I started working with United. I'm like, ah, that's a competition. I don't yeah. know about that. But anyway, I, she goes, you didn't change. I go, I did. Because it was something I could do right then. And it's control. done. Yep. It's new favorite color. Done. Then I moved on to the next one. What am I going to do tomorrow? Right. And it's that simple of a choice. Maybe it's. And it's the easiest choice you can make. It's a right. color. It is, <laughs> right. It's, so when I was younger, my old man told me one thing, and it still lives today, and it's a great advice. You're only as good as the people you surround yourself with. And I was uh, at a stage in my life, kind of like that party stage, and then kind of like where I was getting old. So I had to make a choice to leave my friends. We weren't, they weren't going anywhere. And I could see that. And I, I wanted to go somewhere. So I had to make the choice to literally just like done with guys that, you know, would jump for a bolt for me. You know what I mean? Like great friendships. But the reality was they weren't going anywhere. They were going to stay in that path. And looking back today, that's exactly what they did. So I had to make that choice. And I attached down to a good friend of mine, best friend, John now, but in his group, and that was a group of guys that were going places. They were succeeding in life, you know, and that, you feed off of that, you know what I'm saying? So that was another choice that was really One tough my, for me because I was like leaving those guys behind, you know. But same, thing. I had to do that I because buddy, if I would have stayed there, it, I wouldn't be where I'm at. Today. I had a buddy, um, got a few DUIs, loved to party, 
smart, but he was, once again, smart enough to realize he couldn't continue on that path. And he just said, sorry, guys, I'm closing this chapter. And I've even reached out to him, geez, even probably the last couple of years, just, hey, I'm going to be in town. You know, you want to stop, have lunch. Right. And that chapter still stays closed. And I respect that. And yeah, I've mean, probably, you know, knocked on that door twice over the last, geez, almost 20 years. Correct. And I just, you know what? I'm going to respect that 100% because that's, it's not easy for him probably to no. see that. No. And, you know, in that uh, Missy's episode, there were some similar things like that where it's, there's very tough yeah. choices friends family have to make and and thinking about choices you gotta you gotta live with them like you like you just mentioned make the choice and go but you gotta live with them you know like leaving friends is never easy like i still think about it you know and it's tough but it's what i had to do to achieve what my plans were you know what i mean and but it's a choice you gotta make and but you gotta live with the choice too at the same time you can always turn around in that case, you could have went back if you truly felt. Well, that's the thing, like your friend, but, you just won't open that door. And it's kind of like the, the drugs situation where a lot of people that, that were bad in the drugs, I go, you got, you got to get out, you got to leave, you got to leave this state because I don't care if you go to rehab or wherever you go, if you bring yourself right back to the, where you were before, it's too easy. You know where they're at. You got connect. I go, you got to get away from it. You know, you got to make that choice to. Get away, start over, because you can't just go back to the same spot because that's in your head. There's you ruts. I mean? It's right there. There's ruts right in right. front of you that you're going to probably fall in and fall right on your face. Exactly. So I mean, Fresh landscape, fresh canvas is going to give you right. so much more right. choices. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, and, so. and the thing about Jess had mentioned that she was divorced. I'm also divorced. They didn't know that, but that's a, it was another choice, and... To be honest with you, thank God we didn't have any kids because that choice would have been a lot harder for me because I grew up with divorced parents. I never wanted to do that to my kids, you know. So we didn't have any kids, so the choice was a little easier. But it's still a tough choice. And actually, when I met Shannon, I said to her right away, I go, I'm going to be straightforward with you. I don't know if I'll ever love you as much as I love my ex-wife, you know, like because I was just in a spot, and I still loved her, but it was – the right choice. You know, it was one of those things where something happened and she was like, oh, we can get back together and make it work. And I knew we couldn't, so I had to make that choice. And it's a tough choice, but it was the right choice looking back on it. But then again, I'm glad we didn't have any kids because I might have made a different choice just to try to make it work for kids. You know what I mean? Like, and that's, you know, one of those, you hit these choices so many times in your life. And actually, one of my old bosses said to me, he goes, Ben, I'm going to tell you something. Life works like this. You're going to have a ton of times where you come to two roads and you got to make a choice. And he goes, it could be the right choice, it could be the wrong choice, you know, but you got to make a choice and you got to go with it, you know, and, and that's going to determine where your life goes, you know. So think about it, analyze it, you know, don't make an off the cup choice, but there's a lot of choices. About In that. sales, there's a lot of moments where you get out of the car. And you've never been in there. You never talked to that person. And early on in the career, you gotta you gotta overcome that right. and open that door. Introduce yourself, and you don't know what you're gonna find on the other side. 
Right. And I can't remember who told me this, but they go, get over yourself. They won't rem- If you go in there and completely screw it up, make a fool out of yourself, they might remember you for a day. Right. So just get over yourself, make the choice, go through that door. Right. And guess what? If you got to do it again in three months, six months, whatever, you can do that. Right. And choices get in your own head. Decisions, that's where we live, in our own head. Right. Most of the world does not care about these piddly decisions we have to make on a regular day, and and you can always circle back to it. I feel like, though, too, there's two types of people. Like, there's some people that make these choices, and when it doesn't work out, they can't get past it. You know what I mean? Like, whatever it is, they can't get... Asset. They just dwell on it, and then they, it just. But there's other people that okay, that didn't work. Let's go, go to the next one. You know, move on, move forward. You know, and I talk to them, I want to keep remodeling. You know, people, customers of ours, and it's a great company. We do good work. And, you know, people will talk about choices. And if something goes wrong during the project, and I say to them, I go, "Well, you made the right choice because we're a company that's going to stand right next to you, and we're going to take care of the problem." You know, we're not somebody that's. You don't shut the door. You don't run from that failure. Right. Jump right back into it. You made a good choice because you're you're paying the money to have us be there for you, no matter what happens. You know what I mean? And that that's what I loved about that company and doing that. You know, but yeah, I mean the the choices and to that same point, uh, I've kind of been mentoring one of the young guys for the past year plus, and I love mentoring because you get to share all of your your experiences, your failures. And the number one thing I said, they're like, they always ask, what's your, you know, biggest piece of advice? I go, if you see a fire, run towards it. Right. Because that choice right there shows that you care, shows that you're going to be there when times get tough. And, you know, that relates to so many things, Mm -hmm. not just in business or sales, but in family. If you see that problem postpartum depression run towards it right well you know that house on the lake i was talking about that a-frame yeah that we did it ended up just awesome looks great now we're putting out on you know all of our you know websites blah, blah blah but when i got there and i was talking with a couple like they had gotten like six other companies like nobody wanted to touch it you know or deal with it and so when i got there i was like well lucky for you this is what i love you know there's a challenge i'm not gonna lie to you but We'll take it, you know, we'll run with it, you know, and it worked out great, but you can't be afraid, you know, because when it works out, the, the amount of respect and the, I created a relationship with them. They were so, I mean, she was literally crying when we were done because she was so happy the way it looked, you know, in the process and everything like that. But you can't be afraid because that's, those are your times to impress, you know. When most people will run from the fire, like you said, go to the fire. Because that's that that's an opportunity to prove yourself. You know what I mean, and impress people. And you know, so I agree with you 110. percent And that's fire. life throws all those challenges at you. Lots of fires, right? And but so. that's where that fear word comes back in too with the choice. You know what I mean? Like the people that don't run the fire, it was the fear that. Well, if you run from it, the fire gets bigger. Right? (laughs) Yeah, but there was a fear that wouldn't let you make the choice to run toward. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, fear is real. But that's a lot. A lot of people make decisions on that. You know, that my decision to quit running around. That was it's scary. You know, when you're comfortable for 18 years and they treat me great, 
but I wouldn't let that stop me. You know, like every, you know, I do a lot of Bible reading, you know, verse reading and things like that. But, and there's, you know, things that don't be afraid of change, you know, and I'm horrible at change. I don't like change that much, but, you know, and you listen to like a lot of successful people, you know, you have to, to take that leap. You have to try, you know, take the change and don't be afraid. I think you have to be comfortable with the level of change. Some people right. want a baby step. Some people just want to just dive head first right, right into it. And that's, you, I think you just have to find that comfort. Right. And then making that change, that choice, that decision to move forward with anything that we've talked about. Right. Um, it's that much easier. Yeah. And then you don't have to doubt yourself. Right. And it's funny because now I just, it just popped in my head. But when we had Brielle, I can't remember how old she was, but me and Shannon had sat down and she's kind of like, are we, are we good? Like, we done? You want to, you know, go for our dop? You know, and I was like, you know what? I'm good. You know, I'm happy. You know, we're, so we started like selling stuff, blah, blah, blah. And of course that was like not much longer. All of a sudden I get the phone call. Hey, guess what? And I'm like, what? And I'm pregnant. I'm like, whoa. And then I get the other phone call where, guess what? It's twins. But, you know, that was like, we had to have that decision to make two and we you know made the choice that we're good and then obviously the miracle happened where we had two more children but <laughs> miracles do happen they That's... do they do but you know i like i said i think the big thing about choices that for me they're huge but you can't be afraid to make make the choice you know what i mean because it's technically where what that's your life's path you know like the choice of you and Jess. Don't I don't know if we even talked about that yet, but no, no, you guys. Talked I didn't about even know it till today, but you and if people don't know. I had Jess early, and Jess had split up at one point in time, but I had a, I freaked out. Yeah. I a lot of career questions. I was going to school at the time, and I decided I was thinking about I might want to go back to Texas, might switch it up. And I freaked out and left, as she put it, um, early midlife crisis, so probably no Corvette uh, Corvettes or anything for me. I think I got that out of my system. <laughs> yeah, I think we But uh, it wasn't long after I made that wrong choice that um, I relocated and a couple hours away and realized, you know, this this is... Made the wrong choice. <laughs> uh, we're pulling a U-turn, and she yeah. didn't... She didn't answer. She was mad. Yeah, well, uh, hey, my least, family was they mad. got you took you back and <laughs> that's a salesman to me I, but you know what I mean when I, you look at I, it, though, I literally had to write a love letter and mail it oh god I, I I'm i horrible at writing letters and I I wonder if she still she probably still has that somewhere. Oh, I guarantee you they I just fo- her, found out uh, the other night that her mother still has her da- Jenna's like childhood casts oh yeah like all the signatures yeah. and Ryan I'm like yeah. You can make that choice to get rid of that shit. Right, right. But, you know, this bring that up, though, like, when you look back, like, let's say you guys didn't get back together. That that totally would change where you're at right now. You oh, know my God. I would and actually, be... I was listening on the radio. I can't remember the name of the movie, but I want to find it. There's a movie, I guess, that was made where it shows you, like, there's choices that this lady makes or something, but then it'll show you... The alternate path. Yeah, like what Someone happens Someone told me she, about that. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that'd be kind of neat to watch. But like literally, like that's how important they are, though, because let's say that you didn't make the choice to reach back out to her and admit 
da-da-da, I made a mistake. You know, where would you be today? You know what I mean? Thinking about it. Like, who knows? I, I don't know. Or where would she be? That. You know, like, it's tough to... But where that's would you be? Where would... Right. There's... Uh, that's heavy. I, don't I mean, who would I be dealing not, with? Now, now I'm going to be laying awake and I think about that. that. Yeah. <laughs> who knows who I'd have to be friends with if she didn't... <laughs> with you. Yeah, I was kidding. But no, but that's... Yeah, that would affect probably your life. It right. would have affected yeah, your life. Yeah, affects everybody, yeah. So, like, the choices are big, but, I mean, it's funny to think. What's where that name you of be? that movie? Because someone told me about it recently, and I do want to watch it. Yeah, uh, I, somebody was just talking about it on the radio, and I was like, oh. Like and comment if you know what movie we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, definitely, because I do want to watch uh, it. If but. it's a good one, put it in your heartlines, I guess. I don't know. Right, right. But, but that's um, how important these choices that people make are, you know. But, like, you just mentioned... There are choices that you can make where you can make that U-turn, too. The And the incremental one, uh, my father reached out to Jess about some early episodes and choices of words she used and such, and he did that to me years ago, and he goes, you know, we share a last name. I would, res- you know, can you respect that and not use, I think I used that word, not the infertility right. word, but... Uh, and I'm like, you know what? That really stuck home. And I'm like, I can you know see what? your dad having that conversation. <laughs> and it, it's, I'm like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. I'm going to choose not to use that. And he kind of threw the same thing at Jess. Uh, I think it was early, early on. Right. And it's those small changes that, you know, maybe it's the H word. Maybe it's right. just daily things you can do to affect your, you know, this is, mm-hmm. this is Jess wearing off of me, but your vibrations. But that impacts the person you go right. to, and the person you speak with. You know, like she says, smile at that per- the right. next person because they'll smile back. Yeah, it'll change the world one smile at a time. Well, so I, I thought that was so silly, but once you know, you think about all this stuff and how it affects right. my dad said, my mom said, it all comes back to small changes and choices. Well, that, a lot of the choices I made, to be honest with you, my mom. Like, I never wanted to disappoint my mom. You know, even though, you know, my mom had a hard life, but she was always there for us, you know, and was, I think, a great mom. A lot of people would differ because she was an alcoholic, but she was dealing with her own demons. But that would be in my head. Like, I don't want to upset her. You know what I mean? So, like you just said with your dad. Same thing. Jess added right. to the, you know, no say list. Uh, and Jess says it like, the R word. You know, you, know, you that's can't it. say I was that. Just I'm like, say. but there's other words, you know, that's, and then right. I got thinking, I'm like, you know, that does impact a lot of people. Oh. When I met Shannon, and, all my buddies, oh my God, it's so funny because I never thought of it that way because, you know, that's, she worked with kids with disabilities. And the R word, like, it was not, not allowed. So then we'd be up. Some of my buddies, she almost punched me. Somebody once. would say, "Yeah, somebody would say it like out or other," and she would be like, "Don't ever say," you know. And they're all like, "Oh, yeah. okay." You know, I've like, actually brought that up. Um, it could be in a work meeting or someone uses H word. I'm like, "Hey, just don't use it around me." Right. And I'd prefer if you don't use it. It's right. too strong of a word. You can severely dislike someone. You can severely dislike a food. I don't care what it is. Just let's not put that out there. There's right. too much of it in the world. So right. let's just, you know, and same and thing with today. I, they're abusing all kinds of different words that shouldn't be abused, and it's sad to see. Like, but that's parenting. Like, your dad confronted you. Yeah, he, you know that's a good parent. Like, hey, just, a, I don't like it. So, can you do me a favor and just not yeah. do that? You know, you're it's something you so represent small, our and yeah, it it stuck. You never know when something you do say, smile at someone is gonna right. stick, and then 
change their life moving exactly. forward. So you know what's funny? So I drive to work the same way every day, but there's a an old guy who walks his door same time I drive to work every day. And he stands on the sidewalk and he waves to every car that goes by with a smile. And he's a retired older guy. But he does that every morning. He'll wave and smile to everybody. And I'm just like, you know what? How awesome. Like, he just started everybody's day off, like, good. Like, There's bus drivers like you know that. I mean? like, uh, was it up in Sock or somewhere on the way up to the Dells? They have all the signs that just say, be kind. Yeah. Or even in Wanakee. So who, ch- who decided that? And right. how many people exactly. probably thought, that's dumb. Right. But they don't need it. But they made the, the whole choice community. To do it, and it does affect you. Like, there was a bunch of old ladies in Wanakee that would go to Dunkin' Donuts at the roundabout in Wanakee and sit on the bench at the roundabout. And drink their coffee, but they would wave and smile to everybody in the morning. Like that did, like I just said, like that guy does that every morning and it puts a smile on my face. You know what I mean? He does like, right now. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just like, are you saying we're awesome gonna get old and now we're gonna be sitting there? Yeah, right. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's just kind of like, is that your quick? first thought is like, what? What? Well, you know, and then who, you're like, you know who started awesome that? Thing. Those old ladies. Was it mm-hmm. Dunk? Oh, you said Dunkin' Donuts. I'm like, it was probably Quick Trip. Well, because they, <laughs> yeah, right, right. But no, you know what I mean? It's just in a great gesture. And it's just such a small, simple choice to make, but you, you're you affecting everybody that drives by. It's a simple choice. You know, so. somebody could be having a bad morning and like just a smile and a wave. They're like, you know what? Life's not that bad. That guy's happy. You know what I mean? Like, just little things like that. Does he make the choice on rainy days and snowy days to be out there walking his He's dog? He's not out there in the winter. He's no. in the summer, but... <laughs> He's a snowbird? Right, right. Yeah, he probably, Smart does, go, he probably does go down so, to Florida or something. I guess on that note, we're uh, we're kind of ran a little pretty long here, but the should we come up with our own quote or should we... We'll say the girl's quote, but we'll make the choice to, you know... So the girl's quote... Oh, go quote. ahead and you can read it. John C. Maxwell, he's all about leadership. I've actually gone through some of those courses, but life is a matter of choices and every choice you make... Every choice you make makes you. That's pretty true. Thank you, John. I mean, I guess if I had to bring, I I would say my quote would be, "Don't be, don't let fear control the choice you have to make. Don't be scared of change." I'll go. I won't give a quote. I'll give a slogan. Just do it. Just do it. Like look how Jordan turned out. I mean, that worked out well. I need a new beer, <laughs> so I'm gonna go. Do that right All now. All right. Well, thanks, good guys, one. for uh, listening to us. And don't forget, like, subscribe, rate, do all that good stuff for the ladies. And uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Have a good one. Thank you for listening and being a part of our community. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram. If you'd like to connect, we can be reached at podcast from there to here at Gmail. We, we hope, hope you continue, continue on this journey with us. us.